What you are about to hear contains spoilers for the Matrix Resurrections. Before we get into the main event, let's see what my mum thinks. Of the ma- sorry, let's see what Sophie's mum thinks of the Matrix Resurrections. Cyril. Or Sydney. Cyril? Cyril. Yeah, that was um, Mark's dad's name. Sid. Sid the school. Yeah, Sid was... He was called um, Cyril. <laughs> it's called Sydney. Yeah. It stinks down there, doesn't it? Hey? It stinks down there. Mm. Of um, sewage. Yeah. What did you think of um, the new Matrix? I liked it. it was your favourite one, not Yeah. Why is that? Um, I don't know. I think it was more exciting than the others. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, did you not like Yeah, I liked it. Mm, but you didn't think it was that brilliant? I thought it was my third favourite. Yeah. What was your favourite bit about it? Eh? What was your favourite bit? Oh, God. I can't remember now. Then, um, bit, I think, when they were together. Yeah, because at the end, didn't it? Hmm. Them two. Finally together, weren't they? I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. It's right in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you miss, um, what's he called? No. What? That bloke with glasses. Agent Smith? Agent Smith, that's it. No, not really. No. I, I, I thought it was a bit... Um, because he's been in the others, it seemed a bit strange that he weren't in that one, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a bit... What's the Because you kept having to think to yourself, oh, who he was, mm. if you know what I mean, didn't you? He also looked a bit like the other one. The, um... Who was that yeah. bloke? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't look hard enough, did he? No. If you know what I mean. He didn't have that hard look about him, did he? No. Yeah. It was a bloke. There's a, it, that bloke was the. Who yeah. was it that um? You know, at the end. Yeah. They smashed through the window. Oh. Neo and Trinity. Yeah. But the bloke who's running the. Yeah. Simulation, yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, psychiatrist. Yeah. He was a. Who was he? Was he a ro- Was he a robot? He was a um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he looked like... That's right. Yeah, he looked like him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, together they looked very similar. Mm. Yeah. So it was a robot keeping him under... Yeah. Under, um... Control. Mm. 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 
I was more interested in Neo. 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 Who's that? Neo. Leo. Neo. Neo. What's that? I'm not with it. Neo. Oh, I can't remember now. Who is that colour bloke? <laughs> Morpheus. That's it. Yeah. Oh, he weren't in it though. Well, he was, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. I was that, that colour. There was a colour bloke, wasn't there? That was um. Um. That wasn't Morpheus, though, was it? But he was. Uh, remember? It was Morpheus, wasn't it? Was it? Was a young. It? Oh, but it wasn't in it. In, you know, yeah. it wasn't the normal one. No. So it was two of them that weren't in it. Wasn't it? That was yes. it up in the others. Sold. Um, Did you enjoy that then? What, Matrix? Yeah. Yeah, why? Did you enjoy your little review of the Matrix? What do you mean? For the podcast. Hey? For the podcast. You have heard? Yeah. Oh, you... I should have known. <laughs> oh. I wonder why you keep asking me a load of questions about it. Oh, I wish you wouldn't do that. Cut right. me out like that. Why not? Like it. Hello, this is Sophie Dawson from sophiedawson.com and this is episode 199 of the Sophie Art Podcast. It's a little podcast I do about the art and things. And this one here, little Dennis is with us. He's the co-host today in his little jumper. And it's the last podcast before episode 200. So next week will be episode 200. And that's the sound of fans. <laughs> no, it's not. Somebody wants to buy something, I think. What's this? This is a, this is a cinema ticket. <laughs> for the matrix and it's dated wednesday the 22nd of december 2021 at 12 30 and i was sat in seat number nine which is one of the numbers so this one this podcast today it's all going to be about the matrix the new mate the latest matrix matrix resurrections and i thought it was quite cool because i just thought this the original matrix was released in 1999 and this is podcast number 199. I think that's quite cool, isn't it? Sort of looks the same. But so what I'm going to do on this one is... Well, what happened is I just started listening to a podcast called The Seeker Podcast with Dennis Nappy II. And the podcast was called Metaverse, Remote Viewing and Matrix 4. So he's talking about the Matrix on there. And you spell it, the seeker is spelled S-E-I-K-E-R. But I'll put a link in everything in the description. I started listening to it a little bit. And then when he started talking about the Matrix, I thought I'm going to turn this off. Because I thought I want to do a podcast talking about the Matrix. But I didn't want anyone else's sort of opinions to influence my own. Because sometimes if somebody says something, it can actually change the way you think about something. So I wanted to talk about it. The way I f- sort of think it is. <laughs> so little Dennis is getting us into this one. Little Dennis and Kitty in their little house. 
they're sitting in their little house now and if you're watching on youtube youtube.com slash sophie lawson you'll be able to see them so what i thought i'd do on this is i'm going to do it like this i'm going to talk about my overall thoughts about the um the four matrix films and where i rate them all then there's going to be topic there's some of the topics i'm going to talk about is like the video get how it's like a video game it's very much like a lucid dream falling back asleep into a lucid dream i want to talk about agent smith neo and trinity and i've got this little sort of metaphor type thing about a carving a path in a forest so what i'm gonna do is i'll play a couple of little clips of me talking because as i was walking home from work this morning i started thinking about this <laughs> i thought it was quite cool so but the first thing i want to do is 10 things or 10 things that i love about the matrix 4 matrix resurrections and then also 10 things that i don't love these are quick little things and then i'll go into more detail in a minute but trying to think about this i could only come up with nine things that i love and then only i could only come up with four things that i didn't love so that kind of that i thought that was quite cool it's not like i had a massive list of faults with it and and the last one it was me really sort of um nitpicking so for me, I think that's, that shows it's, it's a good film. If you, like, nothing really bad stru- pops out of me. Well, one thing does. Talk about that. So the the ten things that I love about The Matrix, I come up with nine. The first one I thought was the story, the relationship between Neo and Trinity, the video game idea. I'll, I'll expand on all these later. Number four was how it messes, how it messes with your head. Or how it messed with your head. Number five was no oracle. No, that's not what I love. That should that should be one of the things I hate. One of the things I dis. I don't like saying the word hate. What I normally do is I say things I didn't love. Because <laughs> I think the word hate, just the word hate, it's got like an energy about it. So if you say like things I don't love. It's almost like in a strange way, you're sort of still loving it. I know it's a bit weird. That's how I think, though. So the ne- the fifth one, I thought, is a, there's a bit of humour in it. It's I like that. I don't remember the other ones having as much humour as this one had. Also, the French bloke is new. So the French bloke in the second one, the second and the third one had this really cool bloke in it. Like He was the main bad guy. So he's in the fourth one, but he's he's come back as like a different character. <laughs> and again, I thought he was. I thought that character was quite cool. I feel like he could have his own sort of um, film or something. Also, the seventh one I put is it's more Matrix. The fact that we have got more Matrix is brilliant. And number eight, the timing of the film's release. So again, I'll go into all these later in a minute. And then the five the five things that I didn't like so much about it. The first one is the Agent Smith actor. So they got a new actor for Agent Smith. Also didn't really like the hybrid Morpheus. So there was this character there was this character on the ship on the um in the real world. And Morpheus, the character Morpheus was like an AI. So they had this strange thing. I'll talk about it a bit later. And another thing I didn't really like was some of it was a bit slow. That's like in the real world. That was one of my biggest gripes with the third film. 
yeah, it's that it it slowed up. There's bits where it slowed up. I think what's that place called? Zeon. That that place, like the real world. I always found that that section of the film a little bit, sort of a bit more boring. And there's quite a bit of that in this one. And then the fifth one I put is no oracle. That's really sad for me. I but uh, the oracles probably. If she if she is my favourite, she's my second favourite character. So the fact we didn't have her is, is a shame that. And then another one I put, the fourth one, was there's. I was thought there wasn't maybe enough slow motion fights. I thought, what one was it? Was it the third one? There was that scene where Nia had like a pole and he spun around. And there was like thousands of Agent Smiths. And he was just like, he was like whipping them with these, with this pipe. That was, that for me, I could watch that again and again. It's brilliant. There was no real, for me, there was no standout set, like one of the films, that was one, in the first one, what did you have in the first one, a standout, like set, well, it was slow motion. It was the first time we ever saw sort of like bullet time. The second one, you had that bit with the, with the truck, that whole sort of section with the truck chase. When it all went slow motion in the trucks, that and they were like on the motorbikes going through the traffic. That was brilliant. And then in the other one, you had the, when he had when Neo had the pipe, so like and he was like hitting these Agent Smiths like they were just skittles or something. <laughs> and that was brilliant. But there was no real, there was no real moment like that in this one. That was the only. That was a little disappointing. But I think for me, the story was so good. And the relationship, the positives are so amazing that even these little negatives, they sort of, they don't matter too much. <laughs> so what I thought I did is I'll start by just talking about the films. I'll put them in order. My favourite is the original Matrix. That was just brilliant. It's one of those films you can watch again and again. And it will, it's, it's always amazing. Because also, it, as you sort of evolve, you go back and watch it and things that you didn't see before you see but things you did see make they are they take on like different meanings that's what i love about the matrix it's a very deep film so there was there was a time in my life transitioning where i saw the matrix as almost like it was almost for me telling the story of transitioning like like transgender and the fact that the the brothers the brothers who made it are now sisters I always thought, were they actually trying to tell like a transgender story? I don't know. But then as I became more spiritual, the film sort of takes on a lot more of a spiritual meaning. And then I got into lucid dreaming and you start realising that the Matrix is is sort of talking about how everything is an illusion. So it's quite strange how that the film can... It's very sort of... Um, as you change, the film changes... So I feel like the original Matrix might go down as one of the greatest films of all time. I really do think that. And then the second one and the third one, they were brilliant. I loved I loved all of them. The third one, I was a slightly... I remember at the time being slightly a little bit disappointed. <laughs> but I still love it. But that is actually my weakest one. So I would say the original Matrix is the best for me. The second one is my second favourite. This new one is my third favourite and then the third one is my my least favourite but they're all still amazing what else is there that 
I think, oh yeah, look, so this new one, Matrix Resurrections, I've got a feeling it's going to be very de- decisive, de- divisive. I think you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I do. I don't think you can be in the middle with this one. Maybe. But I, f- I feel like there's going to be a lot of, let's say, Matrix fans who don't like it. And then there's going to be lots who do like it. So I know somebody at work who actually, they they were they were said they, they, the Matrix was like one of their, the, the original trilogies, one of their favourite films ever. And then they started watching the, the new one. They got to the bit with the video game. Oh yeah, so this this film, this podcast is gonna have spoilers, <laughs> but like I just I thought I, I really want to talk about it, so I'm gonna sort of spoil bits in the film, I suppose. But the the bit when the um, the film turns into the fact that Neo is in a video game, and there's about I don't know, it felt like about ten fifteen minutes where it gets almost comical, I suppose. Very strange. I'll talk about it in a minute. It, that's the bit of the film where it sort of messes with your head because you're watching it and Neo Neo is making a video game about the Matrix. Well, that's what, that's what he thinks. But what he doesn't realise is it's, he's, been put in, he's been put into another fake reality. So what happens is he's, you get about 15 minutes of him realising that he's actually still in the matrix like that but the thing is the way they do it it's it there's a there's a lot of sort of comedy in it i suppose and he didn't like that because i must admit it did feel a bit it didn't feel like a matrix at that moment and and my mind was getting a bit confused because one minute i'm i say this in the clip i said like one minute i'm looking thinking this is the best thing i've ever seen (laughs) And then the next minute, I'm thinking, I don't know if this is right. It's almost like, it's almost like you sort of, you, it depends. Like, if you can get through that bit, because what happens is you're, you're sort of thinking, no, this is silly. One minute you're thinking this is silly, and the next minute you're thinking this is amazing. So, and unfortunately, you stopped watching it at that point. And I think there will be a lot of people who won't like that. They won't be able to get through that silly bit. But I like that. I'll talk about it in that, on that clip. But I, what I liked about that was it make, it makes it's messing with your head, which is kind of cool. What else have we got here? Topics, little... Yeah, so what I'm going to do... I'm going to play these two little clips that I recorded this morning. And what I'll do is... I'll, I'll Hopefully you can hear them, all right? And uh, if there's anything, I'll just say what anything I think about it. But this was me talking about... Some thoughts about the film this morning. It's very quiet. And Trinity are now one. In other words, it's the entangled opposites that was the true power. The true one was both of them together. Oh, wait a minute, I didn't have it loud enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll replay this. What I loved about the Matrix was it's like Neo and Trinity are now one. In other words, it's the entangled opposites that was the true power. The true one was both of them together. Which again, you could look at that as um, transgender if you wanted to. Because you could look at it and think, 
is that saying that the the true one is not male or female it's both together see there's something cool there what i also liked was that is you know even he be, at the end of the third one neo was uh, enlightened <laughs> so basically fully enlightened and then in the fourth one he's gone back to being asleep again which i like that because that's what happens <laughs> it shows you that even if you become fully awakened you've still got to keep doing the practice otherwise you're going to fall asleep again and also it's like a lucid dream you're in a lucid dream just because you become lucid you, it's very easy to fall back into a regular dream again but what happens is if you become lucid and you fall back into another dream you will actually, it's much easier to become lucid again than it is to become lucid for the first time. A bit like a river. I tried to make an analogy about a river and then I realised it's better as a path. A river flowing down a thing, <laughs> if the river gets covered up, it doesn't mean the river's not there anymore. So all you've got to do is uncover the river and you get back to the river, see? <laughs> I got that wrong. But, hey, what's happened here? It started recording again. Now, what I was going to... I just thought something there. You know, like, the stars up in the sky? When the sun comes out, just because the sun's there, just because you can't see the um, stars anymore, doesn't mean they're not there anymore. So, that's weird, isn't it? It's like the stars are always there. It's just sometimes you can't see them. But it doesn't mean you can't. they're not there anymore. What I was trying to get back to have it up. But if you started um, removing some of the wood, yeah, this is it. Doesn't mean the river's not there anymore. So all you've got to do is uncover the river <laughs> and you get back to the river. See? See? Yeah. In other words, what I'm saying is, once you've gone down a path, yeah, it's a bit like imagine going through a forest and you make this path. Oh, why is it doing that again? It keeps um. I don't know why this ph- this phone is very strange. What it does is it keeps it's got a mind of its own. I think there's a ghost in this thing. Yeah, watch this. On the outside, it would look like. A... Right, third time lucky. Once you've gone down a path, yes. But... Watch this. <laughs> Doesn't mean the river's not there anymore. So all you've got to do is uncover the river and you get back to the river. See? <laughs> That's my. That's what I'm saying. Once you've gone down a path. Yeah, it's a bit like, imagine going through a forest, and you make this path, mm. and then, I don't know, for a couple of years you stop going down that path, what will happen is the path will get covered up, but if you started um, removing some of the weeds, the path will be revealed very quickly. In other words, on the, um, on the outside it would look like the path completely covered back like it was at the first place when there was no path but instead of having to spend 10 years creating a path carving it out you have to spend about a week removing all the brambles and stuff that's what happens you become lucid if you stop doing the practice you fall back to sleep but because you've done so much practice what happens is you actually um, you know it, no, nothing ever goes to waste, in other words. You will always, it's always um, 
doesn't matter if you fall back asleep, you can always get yourself back. Mm. And I would argue sometimes it's better to fall asleep mm. because when you wake back up, it can actually make you more sort of aware of what's happening so that next time you don't fall back asleep. See? Like Neo and Trinity now, they're probably they're miles more awake than they were in the first instance. So if they hadn't fallen back asleep, you know, they wouldn't have been as awake. Yeah. Hello. I think that's cool. What I also liked was... Look, see, I just thought... What was it he said then? Oh, yeah. I said something which, um... Pull back... Yeah. It's a bit like what I said on the previous podcast, I think, last week. Something bad happens. It's bad, but in the end, you look back and it was the best thing ever. It's the same thing. In the mo- Neo... So Neo went back and fell back into like a video game. Well, he fell back into the illusion. Basically, in the third films, he had woken up and he had become like a god, fully awakened. But obviously, during that period, during the two... He's obviously somehow, instead of... I would say, instead of keep doing the practice to keep himself awake, he's managed to fall back into the illusion. So in the moment... He's fallen back into the illusion. So in the Matrix Resurrections, he's fallen back into the illusion. And that, and that would look like a bad thing. But at, by the end of it, him and Trinity have come out as one. So they're now even more powerful than Neo was at the end of the third one. Because they've come together. So he had to go through that bad bit, which was falling back asleep, which was also risky... Because he may never have woken back up again. So he could have stayed in the illusion forever. But by coming out of it, he's now even more... He's even more awake now than he was before. But that only happened because he was because he fell back to sleep. See? So it's almost like... It's almost like that was actually a good thing. It, I, like, I do like that. What's the next bit? <laughs> There's another clip here. This one's four minutes long. I don't know what I was talking about on this one. He created that game, the first bit, with the fake, mate, fake Morpheus and Trinity, because... Oh, so this is the bit when he's... Because he's, he's created a video game. When the film starts, we see Morpheus and Trinity, but it's not really them, it's like a, a fake one. Turns out it was actually Neo sort of creating a game, trying to recreate... The, the game which he didn't didn't realize was it, it was actually for me that was him inside of him trying to get him back awake see this is what happens yeah game the first bit with the fake mate fake morpheus and trinity because so he, he, some part of him knew that, that was the truth see so <laughs> even though he didn't know it was the truth he knew which is what's happening to us. We know you can you can feel what the truth is, even if you don't know. So mm. I like I, I do like that bit. Even though I thought it was a bit weird because I wanted Morpheus to be Morpheus and stuff, mm. and it felt a bit cheap and sort of That's it. a bit. Of, so I felt a bit. Um, it felt a little bit like 
Um, I don't know, it didn't feel real, basically. But then in a weird way, that's what they would, that's what it should have felt like. You know? So in a weird way, you get a lot of conflicting feelings during that first hour of that film. Hmm. I think I was walking past someone at this point. Yeah, in actual fact, that film did have a lot of conflicting emotions, especially about the video game bit. When he's, there's one bit where it's like, one minute I'm thinking, oh, this is the, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen, and then a second later I'm thinking, actually, this is a bit silly. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, no, oh, this is cool. And then I was like, I don't know if I like this. It, that went on for about 30 minutes, feeling like that. But I think it's brilliant because of the fact it made me feel like that. You see? Like, if a film or a video, if anything, if, if there's something that can make you feel conflicting emotions at the same time, I think that's, um, I think that's doing something right. Da -da -da. That's actually what a good bit of art does, if you think about it. You do a painting, yeah? You can have something that's like scary looking, but beautiful at the same time. So you're getting like, you're looking at it thinking, this is the most beautiful painting I've ever seen, but it's, it's scary. See? What's it called? Um, op entangled opposites. No, it's not. It's um, con contradictory, is it? Well, it's, it's paradoxical, whatever it is. So I think that's brilliant. What I also liked was the way that a lot of the film was mimicking the first one. As if it was like replaying the past. Almost like a bit of a deja vu. The only thing that made, would have made that film perfection for me is um, the actor of Agent Smith being... Now, I looked into it afterwards because I thought, why didn't they use Agent Smith? Mm. Turns out, Agent Smith was asked to do it. He said, yes, I want to do it. But he was in the middle of filming another film or something. And they wouldn't let him... <laughs> they wouldn't let him, like, leave to do it. How, how sad is that? Mm. What that means is... You know, he wanted to do it. The... the producer of the matrix wanted him to do it everyone wanted him to do it it's just it wasn't meant to be but you know what i like about that is that the show must go on there was even a bit in the film where they said look we're making this film no matter who shows up <laughs> see that's how cool it was they were actually hinting at see if they what they said was they said warner brothers inside of the film they said warner brothers is um going ahead with this film whether you want to play your part or not so they, it's like they were breaking the breaking the third wall they call that which is it was cool but also Neo was going through a sort of a, a breakdown inside of the film as mm. we are as well so it's almost like sometimes they're making you feel like what Neo was feeling very clever that's, the, that's what I love about it. See? That's the bit when I think people will get turned off by it. Because what happens is you start feeling what Neo's feeling. So I almost look at that as the people who turn it off at that point. It's almost like that would be Neo 
saying, no, I'm not having this, and going back into the illusion. But if you stay with it, you wake up. See, it's it's very... Um, I don't know if they were meant to do that. They might, I think I think they did. I don't know. But that's what I got from it. I, I just I thought it, that was brilliant. Like I said, the only bit that wasn't was Agent Smith. So it makes me wonder what do you think the Matrix would be like without Keanu Reeves? Do you think it would work without Keanu Reeves? Like, I don't think they could have... I don't think they could have Neo be played by anyone else. I'm not sure. But then they've done it with Agent Smith. But my problem with the new actor, Agent, the new Agent Smith, was... He, wa- he was... Um, he, wa- he, he wasn't Agent Smith. He was too sort of... Um, clean and, like, proper. Whereas the the original Agent Smith was very hard and edgy but real also the way he talked like mr anderson <laughs> see i missed that now imagine if it had been imagine that imagine this film with the original actor of agent smith playing the video game boss of neo see that would have been so much cooler because it would have been like you would have been watching that thing and hang on these two are working in in an office, making a video game together. That would have been cool. But because you didn't quite know that that was Agent Smith until a bit later, it didn't have the same impact. So I feel like that was actually, for me, that was quite an important character that that should have should have been in the film for a bit more impact, I think. The other thing was that the new Morpheus... I liked him, but it, well, in a weird way, I liked, I liked that they did do that. But I do wonder, why didn't they just bring the original Morpheus back? I don't see the point in not having, because I, I looked into that as well. And the original actor of Morpheus, he wasn't even asked. Because I think he wanted to come back. He would have done it, but they didn't even ask him. So they, they actually wanted a new actor for this new Morpheus. Which I can kind of understand, because they they're trying to show that i think what they're trying to show is that the same things can can happen in different characters like in other words you can have somebody going through an addiction like it doesn't have to be that person it can be a completely different person going through the same thing so it's almost like it doesn't matter about the body it's the sort of essence of the of the character that's important but I still think the original actor of Morpheus was brilliant. I guess what happens is, when you look back at it, you realise that the cast of the original Matrix was probably... I don't think... I just think it was brilliant. The original cast was amazing. And it even had one of my favourite actors, Lost. One of my favourite TV shows was Lost. And there was a, f- a bloke on that who played Michael... He was in it as well. So even like the um, side characters in The Matrix were brilliant. It's quite cool. So that's the thing. That's that's, that's that. What else is there here? (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's something cool here. Right, the first thing, the video game. Because I feel like the, the direction we're going in, especially so Sony with the PS5, they've just announced 
PlayStation VR 2. I haven't looked into it too much, but apparently you're going to get new motion controllers and stuff. But when you look at that, look at where video games were, say, 20 years ago. Look at where they are now. It's a massive jump. You would imagine it's going to be another massive jump. And I think the jump for the next 20 years is going to be not so much about the visuals, because I think they're they're almost like perfect now. I think it's going to be more about the, the feelings and the experience, which is where virtual reality comes in. So you can almost, I know, you can tell, they're going to end up with creating these bodysuits. And what will happen is you'll go into a video game wearing a bodysuit and you'll be able to feel everything on your body as if. So in other words, if you're in a video game, the virtual reality, and, a, and you're playing football and the ball hits you on your leg, it will trigger a sensor in that leg and you'll feel it. See? So what happens, that you can see how we get to a point where we're in a video game and if you're... The only reason you would know you was you were not in... The only reason you would know you were in a video game is because you knew you was in a video game. But what I'm saying is if you could... If they could do it as well so that when you put the suit on, it's sort of... um, You take, say, a drug which makes you forget that you're wearing a suit how would you not know that you was you would you would get to a point where you wouldn't you wouldn't know what was real or you would think that that was real i thought about this as well imagine if a baby was born and as soon as the baby came out it was put into a little virtual reality suit and put some goggles on if it never saw the real world it would think that the virtual reality was a real world and I feel like we could get to that that point. So when you start looking into it, really, you sort of think, is it possible that the Matrix is is telling the truth? And again, when you start looking into the ancient past and everything, it to me, it looks like there is something like that going on. But I do like the fact that it, the, um, the, the Matrix had a video game in it because <laughs> that again resonates with me because i like i like the video games lucid dreaming falling back asleep awakened in the physical you still got to keep doing the work i like that as well i think that film was a reminder that like even say a spiritual master has to keep doing the work otherwise that spiritual master could easily fall back down and what there's, I've heard a quote before, like, the higher you are, the the bigger the drop or something. See? So, sometimes it is, it, sometimes it can be, but that's what goes into that thing again. If their spiritual master did fall back asleep, there would be part of him that knew he was awake, or that he had been awake. So, And that part of him would never die. It would just go into the subconscious. But it would always be there saying, look, wake up and so they would wake up again and like i said as soon as you as soon as he woke up again he would hopefully be way more aware of what's happening but this is what happens in a lucid dream you become lucid in a dream just because you're lucid it doesn't mean you're gonna stay lucid robert wagner lucid dream expert he says what he does is as he's walking around in the dream as soon as he's become lucid Every so often he'll say, I'm in a dream, I'm, I'm lucid, 
just to remind himself because otherwise what'll happen is you'll fall back into the regular dream again. So I, that's the biggest thing I loved about this film was it was it was showing how how easy it is to fall back into the dream. The other thing Agent Smith, the actor, he said about that. So Neo and Trinity equals the one, which is entangled opposites. There's so many things you could look into that. Because you start thinking, was they always the one? Was it always that they were the one? If that was the case, in actual fact, the Oracle would have been right. In the first film, she said, when when Neo went to see her, he said, am I the one? She said, no. And then Morpheus says, she'll tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And then we all took it to think that she had said, you're not the one, because by him thinking he's not the one, that made him the one. Because that's what he needed to hear, to become the one. But maybe she was actually saying, no, you're not the one. It's you and Trinity that are the one. <laughs> I don't know. Entangled opposite. So that's what I think everything's about. Negative and positive. Again, you can look at Neo and Trinity as like male and female, which is opposites. So it's becoming one. That's cool. If I go through my little, my, my list. So the story, I love the story. Relationships, video game. Yeah, the... I like that bit when it messed with your head. Because so many good things about that. Because what was happening was the Neo was almost having like a breakdown inside of the film. And, and like everything was going a bit hectic like that. But at the same time, your brain was doing that as well. It was this weird thing. And I love that. And I feel like that's sort of something that will only happen the first time you watch it. I'm not sure. There's sometimes, sometimes that like the next time you watch it, because you know it's coming, it won't be as good. So, I like, and then a bit of humour. Yeah, sometimes I thought that was good. Sometimes I didn't, but I, I like that because what I like about that is it's what life is. There is a bit of humour in life, and I don't think it should be taken seriously. Like what I said before, there's this moment in. I, I was having a beautiful, like, um, I was, what was happening was music was playing. I was completely in sync and I was like, beautiful, it was beautiful. And then I farted <laughs> and I started laughing because I thought, I'm having this beautiful connection here. Like, as if, like, sort of a spiritual connection with the music. And then a fart brings it back to reality. It was almost like that was the universe saying, look, don't take this too seriously. Have fun. So I, I like that. The French bloke's new character. <laughs> they turned him into like some sort of um I don't know. He was like he was weird he was. He he was, he'd gone like into a crazy man. But I feel like that that could be a, he could have a, his own film, I think. The Adventures of Crazy Man. And then the timing of the film's release. So at the moment, what is the world going through? At the moment, we are right going through this transition period, which is all to do with freedom. And again, I think this film is all about that. If you if you go into it thinking about that, you, you can see because they 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 were saying, oh, one of the things about the Matrix is most of the people are not ready to wake up. They don't want to be unplugged from the Matrix. 
that's what's going on now, I think. You got all this stuff with face masks and stuff, which is we're losing losing our freedom. But like in the Matrix, what do you want? Do you want to hang on to the illusion or set yourself free? Taking the red pill or the blue pill. So I, f I feel like it's actually really perfect timing for what's going on at the minute. I didn't like the Morpheus being an, an, an AI, like, I didn't like the fact that they had some sort of like AI robot thing helping them because I felt a little bit like that was somebody in in the in our reality saying look we want we want the robots we want a, a helpful robot so that it makes the viewers think that they can be friends with these robots see i felt that for me felt like there was a sort of a hidden agenda going on there but then at the same time is that me being judgmental of robots because if robots are coming which i, I suppose they are it's inevitable, <laughs> inevitable, inevitability, Mr. Anderson. I think it is inevitable we're going to be living side by side with robots. So surely I shouldn't be judging robots. Because otherwise, that's not fair, is it? So, again, I, I, I didn't like that. But I also, it made me think, I suppose. I've, like I said, I always found the the real world of the Matrix, the bit where the the, um, the robots have taken over, or the Sentinels. I always found that that bit a little bit slower, because it was always more sort of story based those bits. And there was a lot of that in this one. But what there was a cool scene actually when she was piloting that ship. Through was that was was that this one? I think it was. She, was, she was piling it in through, yeah, that was cool. She went through like a sewer pipe or something in the ship. That was cool. So there was cool bits in that. More slow motion fights, maybe. I'm not sure. But I, like I said, it, it would have been nice to have had at least one super standout memorable fight scene or something. Because I don't think there was one. Not for me. No Oracle. I wonder why they didn't... I think they did talk about that. I can't remember. But it, it would have been nice to have seen... But then the the actress died, didn't she? So maybe that's maybe that's why they didn't... Because I always found the, the Oracle who took over in the third film... I always thought she... I always thought they shouldn't have bothered. They should have just left it as there being no Oracle. Because I think... Like I say, when you have the same character, where but in a, a different actress or actor doing the same character, it it just feels a bit weird. And I would rather they somehow wrote the character out of the story. So maybe it is a good thing that we didn't have an oracle. And I've also put here felt a bit cheap. <laughs> the, that, the the original the first sort of ten minutes when you had the fake Morpheus. And you had the fake Trinity and stuff. There's an element of cheapness about it, which I can't quite explain. Almost like a fan film, like you know when like you know when like fans make films. It's like it's like the real thing, but it's not. And you sort of you you give it the benefit of the doubt because you think ah, oh, 
it's a bunch of fans who made it but when it's the proper film and it feels like that it, it's a bit weird but then I also wonder whether it was supposed to feel like that because it was Neo creating the program so it wasn't actually the real thing it was a cheap copy so again I don't know whether that's the way it's supposed to be or something maybe you're supposed to feel like it felt like that because it, it was that <laughs> I've also put here was it film made you made you as the viewer feel what Neo must have felt yeah see and that is like artwork so maybe this this one here is a, just a beautiful piece of artwork or something but that is my thoughts of the the matrix 4 matrix resurrections is there going to be any more do you reckon so oh there is one more thing i've got to talk about which is people in the cinema with no masks on <laughs> and i've put here be free neo so one of the things about the matrix is neo is given the choice of the red or the blue pill so he's got free will there and it's the same as us. We've got a free will about whether we wear face masks or not. And is it not very symbolic how one of the things in the Matrix is... What does Agent Smith do? He he covers up the mouth, doesn't he? So that Neo can't speak. What does the face mask do? It's doing the same thing. It's covering up the mouth so he can't speak. This is what I'm saying. The face mask is not about anything other than suppression. So, and I think the Matrix is all about basically being free, setting yourself free from suppression. So uh, this is why I think it's perfect timing for this film. And what I thought was brilliant was, so we we was in there, no masks on or nothing. There was quite a lot of people who didn't have any masks on. And then when we come out, there was a group of about 15 blokes in a big massive like group, like in a circle, None of them had masks on. And I looked at them and thought, yes. <laughs> it, I looked at them and thought, yeah, like, freedom. I saw freedom there. Because normally, you don't see big groups like that. It's normally, you see the odd person here, or maybe two people here. Like, see, what normally is, you've got, like, um, you're outside in a shop or something. It's a sea of people wearing masks with the odd couple here. But what happened here was, you had, like, the normal people wearing the masks, which for me is like people who don't want to be unplugged. And then you had this big group of blokes. Some of them like big sort of blokey blokes. <laughs> yeah, all different types. Though. You had like old blokes, young blokes. It felt like they were maybe a, a bunch of bikers or something. Skinny ones, fat ones. But they all didn't have the masks on and it just looked, it looked brilliant. I wish I could have took a photo of that. Because it, there was freedom was coming off of that and that's as, that's as we was walking out of the film and I just thought I just thought yeah this is what it's all about really it's I just thought it was brilliant <laughs> so little Dennis doing he said it's game over game over it is game over the illusion is over <laughs> so all that's left is this week's little inspirational quote I hope you liked that one and next week's going to be episode 200 what I'm going to do for that one is it's going to be a 200 minute long podcast. It's just going to be mad. That's over like three, three hours long. And I'm going to do the whole thing in one sitting. That's the plan. 
And I've, I'm, what I'm going to do as well is I'm going to go back through the past and talk about previous dreams. Because I was thinking this morning at work, my first ever lucid dream is very symbolic now with what's happening in the world. So this dream was about three years ago. Was It tw- It was three or four years ago. Before any of this stuff happened with all this like f- face masks and whatnot with the virus and what happened was in the lucid dream which was a spontaneous one i was standing there and in the sky to my to my left there was a swarm of like dead like a, a swarm of dead birds almost like a plague flying through the air in that direction and then over here was like a beautiful oasis it was like a it was beautiful, like a rippling ocean with a rippling water with like the sun sparkling on the surface. Beautiful, bright colours, greens and blues. And in that, in that dream, I had a choice because I was lucid. I had a choice. Do I go follow the, follow like the, the deaf birds or do I go and I chose to go towards the oasis. So I felt like looking back now. That's almost like, it's almost like saying, you've got a choice. Do you go towards the negative or the positive? I never thought about that until this morning. And then I've been thinking about a lot of my other lucid dreams as well. And I've I've started realising, I don't know, it just seems like a lot of, a lot of my lucid dreams through that first year especially, that you could almost look at them as almost sort of um, premonitions bit weird so all that's left is this week's inspirational quote and i'm gonna i've got a bunch of morpheus quotes (laughs) so my favorite characters in the matrix is the oracle morpheus and neo my they're my three favorites they're the three that pop and i I feel like morpheus is my favorite (laughs) just because i think he's cool yeah so my favorite so i've got a bunch of quotes from morpheus what I like about Morpheus is as well, he's like the um he's the one that sets Neo free. Well he doesn't, Neo sets himself free, but Morpheus is the thing that helps him. So these are these are some quotes from Morpheus. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six of them, and then I'll pick my favourite. So it is look, this is what Morpheus said. He said, Have you ever had a dream, Neo? That you were so sure was real. And again, this this is like lucid dreams. <laughs> well, because what happens is when you have a false awakening and you realise that you, it was actually a dream, you wake up from that and you're like, how do I not know that, that this right now is a dream? Because the false awakening feels more real than than what's real. So if that's possible, it's it's got to be possible that this is a dream as well. The other thing is, he said, that another one, what you know, you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Yeah, and that's actually, that quote is played at the start of the Seeker podcast. That podcast, I'll put a link in the description. He plays that quote, and I love that. It's, it's, that, for me, is brilliant, because, like I said before, it's almost like we were, tr- we were, I reckon we were all, awake before and we've all fallen asleep but there's something inside of us that knows that we're asleep and it's trying to wake us up 
that's what that's what this is yeah look don't think you are know you are <laughs> and that's the bit when morpheus does the uh i do that sometimes when i'm outside i'll be walking along and i'll just put my hand out and i'll go like that thing you know when morpheus puts his hand out and goes come <laughs> i love that that's what i love about morpheus he's got a um a playful coolness about him I think he's probably one of the best characters. Another one. I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. Exactly. And that's the beautiful thing about this. It's like... That's, that, for me, sums up free will. You've got you've got these doors here. But you, you're the one that has to go through it. So, fun, in, the, in a way, we are in control of everything, really. We're the most powerful thing because we've got a free will. So no matter what happens, we've always got free will. So that for me, that's the thing we should never lose. Free will. I think that's what it's all about. It's, I think what we're going through right now is, is about us giving away our free will. Because that, that would be a slave. It, there's another one. You don't have to let it all go, Neo. No, you do. <laughs> he says, you have to let it all go, Neo. Fear doubt and disbelief free your mind free your mind i love that that's the bit when neo jumps across the the rooftops but what was cool about that in the film he didn't he didn't make it in the first one see he wasn't ready but he does he does in the end well he doesn't just make that in the end he flies off in the end that's the thing so just because you don't do it at the start i think that's it is it uh, I'm sure there's one more quote. I've got to pick my favourite. Oh, this is the iconic one. This is Morpheus. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> the red or the blue pill. I was talking to my mum about this the other day. So the red pill sets him free, and the blue pill would have kept him asleep. But I feel like they should have done it the other way around. Because I feel like the red pill, for me, red symbolises negative and blue symbolises uplifting and positive. So I feel like the blue pill should have been the one that would set him free. But but then, what was it? Another way to look at that is the blue pill is like the um, beauty. So that's the illusion. The red pill is the truth, which is ugly because sometimes the truth can actually be terrifying. So maybe it was better to be red. Yeah, because like it's, sometimes it's better. To, it's not, but it feels like it is better to be in the illusion because it's easier. But it doesn't just because it's easy. See, this is the thing, isn't it? Would, would you rather would you rather be awake in a nightmare or asleep in a in like a bliss? I would still rather be awake in a nightmare. I think. Otherwise, it's not real, is it? I don't know. My, my favourite, my favourite this week's inspirational quote, I think, will be, <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to be that. I think. What you know, you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Morpheus and the Matrix. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome.